Today's message was recorded live at the Middletown Seventh-day Adventist Church of Louisville, Kentucky, a safe environment where people relationships become kingdom relationships. Find us online at www.friendlychurch.com. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Thank you for all of you who are making a contribution in leading out this service here. And thank you for all of you who are watching. I Certainly for our Middletown friends and members who've been watching this Hope Awakened series. I know they are live streaming too at this time. But thank you if you joined us. You have those options later today. The presentation that is actually being presented by Pastor John Bronshaw at this time will be re-aired at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. So you have two options in the afternoon. And of course, there is another presentation tonight at 7, 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. So you have plenty of options to watch Hope Awakens and to invite your friends to join, this, uh, join us in this series. You know, um, one of the, the, the things that, uh, you know, it's probably not new to to uh, some of us, you know, when you study the Bible, it just jumps at you. Some things really jump at you. As I was rehearsing this sermon, I was like, man, this sermon is for me. And I don't want to be selfish, but I'm going to preach it today. Preach it for me. Hopefully, some of you may relate to it as well. You may relate to this uh, message. Um, Again, welcome to our worship service here at the Middletown Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find us on the World Wide Web at FriendlyChurch.com. You can find us on our Facebook. And obviously, if you're watching us, you are on our YouTube channel. So welcome here. Uh, we are friendly, and we, we are extending you a, 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 a warm digital hug. We are the hugging church. We can't wait for the time when we're going to be together. Uh, so we can really meet and, and, and do this uh, together. Did you know that a 17-year-old traded in his old phone for a Porsche? I know it was a Buckster Porsche. Here is how he did it. Starting with an old cell phone that was given to him for free by a friend, Stephen Ortiz of Glendora, California, used a Craigslist to move up to a better phone. He then traded the phone for an iPod Touch and the iPod Touch for a dirt bike, which was turned around several times for other better dirt bikes, and then a MacBook Pro, which opened the door to vehicles. He traded that MacBook Pro for a Toyota 4Runner which was then traded for a custom off-road golf cart. And the golf cart was traded for much more expensive dirt bikes. And then it finally got him a 1975 Ford Bronco. And man, some of us, some of us may have said, whoo, that's it. I got it. It's good enough for me. Those of you who know what a Ford Bronco 75 is. Um, but after he enjoying it for a while, he decided to mix things up and go for a Porsche. A total number of trades 
transaction between all cell phone and Porsche Boxster, 14. 14 transactions from an all cell phone to a Porsche. 14, 14, one four. 14. You may think, well, Pastor Marius, what I want to know is how do I trade my phone for a Corvette <laughs> or for a Tesla? Well, my sermon title today, Trade In with Jesus. What is a trade-in? The Business Dictionary defines a trade-in as a sales promotion technique in which the buyers are offered a fixed discount called trade-in allowance on the price of a new model or item in exchange for an older model or item. Um, I wonder how many of us here or how many of you that are watching made any trade-in transactions? And if you did, were you pleased with the transaction? Was the, <clears throat> was the seller able to offer you what you wanted? Were they there to take advantage of you? Well, no matter what your trading offer you've got, I want to present you this morning the best trading offer ever. Open your, with me your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. I will be using New King James translation of the Bible. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29 says, this is Jesus talking, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Here, we have the best trade-in offer ever. Underline this in your Bibles. The first and the last line of this passage. Come to me and you will find rest for your souls. What do we have in these two verses? I think we have the formula for a trade-in transaction. There are four factors in this formula. The invitation, come, the seller, the one who makes the offer, who's that? Jesus, the buyer or the beneficiary, all who are weary or heavy laden, and the product is rest. Let's evaluate this transaction a little bit. I'm, and I'm going to start with the product. Because if you ever enter in a trading transaction, you did it because you wanted something. You were looking for a product. You wanted to buy something. Let's look at what's in here to trade. Let's look at the product. The last one right there on your screen is the product rest. Jesus said, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Rest, my friends, is an undeniable part of life. 
Where will I be without rest? No matter where you go on this planet, nobody works non-stop, seven days a week, 365 days a year. <clears throat> there is need for rest, and not only weekly, and we have the Sabbath for that, praise the Lord, but daily, and sometimes several times a day, depending on the job you're working on or what you're doing. George Mueller said, the stops of a good man are ordered by the Lord as well as his steps. And I'd say, the Lord orders our steps as well as our stops. We, we normally refer to anything that is continuous, that is very smooth, melodious. We, 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 we refer to it as music. We say, it's like music to my ears. It flows continuously. But did you know that music has its rest? The last thing you want to do when you sing in a choir or play in a band... The last thing you want to do in a concert is to find yourself not taking the rest. You will be doing solo unexpectedly, and that will not be fun. <laughs> I tell you, it will be embarrassing. Rest in music. How about your heart? Has it ever stopped? Oh, Pastor Marius, you might say, no, I don't want my heart to stop beating. If it stops beating, I'll die. But did you know that the heart takes rest? That's why we have two chambers, two, two little rooms in your heart. I'm not a cardiologist. This is just the, the pastor's perspective on how the heart functions. We have two little rooms in our heart, and each one has its own valve. When one valve pumps blood, guess what the other one is doing? It rests. Let me ask you this question. Why did God divide darkness from light and he called darkness night? Why? For rest. He created night for rest. And this was the first day of, cre of the creation week. And in about six days of Hard creative work. The Bible says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested. What did he do? He rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had done. And then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Now, going back to the first day of the creation week, the day and night, they were created with a purpose from the very first day of creation. See, God set rest in that daily cycle. Now, <clears throat> because we have invented Light bulbs, and you can blame Thomas Edison for that, right? Uh, you, we, we can work on whenever we want. That's why ever since we invented artificial light, amendment light, 
light bulbs. We can work second shift, third shift. In other words, we can work nonstop. It wasn't meant to be this way. I can tell you from my personal experience, I, I, I worked, I, I used to work, and I had worked um, third shift for 11 months in my first American year. I was working eight to 12 hours per night shift, and that was just for $5.10 an hour, by the way. Uh, and I was doing, uh, then during the day, I was doing painting jobs, and in the evening I was taking classes at Georgia Perimeter College because I was planning to go to Southern. And guess what? After only 11 months of this restless schedule, oh, by the way, praise the Lord for Sabbaths. Sabbaths were a delight. But after 11 months, I had to stop. I literally had to quit. Otherwise, I would have died going like that. There is a problem in our society today. Richard Swenson, who is a teaching professor in in one of the medical schools, I think, I think it's at University of Wisconsin, he wrote a book on what happened to our overworked, overloaded, and overwhelmed society. He wrote a book in the 90s titled Margin. And in, in this book, he describes that modern society is so committed and over-scheduled over that we have no space left for rest. I like what a reviewer writes about this book. He says this, Overload is not having time to finish the book you're reading on stress. Margin is having time to read it twice. Overload is fatigue. Margin is energy. Overload is red ink. Margin is black ink. Overload is hurry. Margin is calm. Overload is anxiety. Margin is security. Overload is hurry. Margin is calm. Overload is the cure. Uh, overload is a disease of our day. Margin is the cure. Well, he says that as a society, we've forgotten that what, what margin is and this push for progress in this push for progress, we forgot and we devoured our margin and we're surrounded. We're literally besieged by anxiety, stress, and fatigue. Our relationships suffer. We have unexplained aches and pains. And he goes on to say that margin is a space that once existed between ourselves and our limits. It's something held in reserve for contingencies and unanticipated situations. And as a medical practitioner, Dr. Swenson sees a lot of patients. I would say a lot of exhausted patients that come to his office. And he came up with a thesis and he said, overload is a disease of our day. Margin is the cure. Well, I want to tell you this. Actually, the Bible shows us that margin is not the cure. Margin is simply a byproduct of living in sync with our Savior's schedule according to the Scriptures. 
to find margin, we need a Messiah who gives us instructions for rest. Jesus is that Messiah, and Jesus is the true cure to the, any disease, including the overload and sin. Though we need physical rest to live, that's not what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 11, 28, and 29. Ellen White, commenting on this Bible passage, says, The heaviest burden that we bear is the burden of sin. If we were left to bear this burden, it would crush us. But the sinless one has taken our place. My friends... We need spiritual rest, and we need emotional rest. Jesus says, come to me, and you will find rest for your soul. Who needs this rest? Well, definitely not those who think they can go to heaven. They're good enough to go to heaven according to their good works. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. The Bible, the Seventh-day Adventist Bible commentary on this verse says, It is not of physical labor that Christ speaks here. He speaks rather of labor of soul and mind, as I said, spiritual and emotional, which mental, which truly causes one to be burdened with care. And the evangelical Bible commentary continues, one must find rest in Jesus himself before attempting to obey the law as Jesus expounds it. Otherwise, law-keeping be law becomes a terrible bondage. See, Ellen White says the burden of sin will crush a sinner. How many of us have sinned? Paul says it. All have sinned and fall short, fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. Whether you know it or not, we all are weary and heavy laden. All of us are weighed down with the burdens that only Christ can remove. How many of us? All. Do you, do I feel part of that crowd? I know I do. See, now that we know how important rest is and who needs it, all of us, I want to ask this question. Who is offering this trading offer? Come to me and you will find rest for your souls. Come to me, and I will rest you. I will refresh you. Who is offering us rest? It's not the church. It's not a creed or a system of beliefs. It's not a clergyman nor a pastor. It is Jesus. Who is this Jesus? My friend, 
Jesus is the Son of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is the gift of God. He is the one that makes eternal life possible. He is the Son of God who gave His life for you and for me. He's our Redeemer. And John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. We find that in John 1, 1, 2, 3. This Word is Jesus, who was in the beginning with God and is God. Jesus is God. He's my Redeemer. He's also our Creator. In verse 3, he says, all things were made through Him and for Him. My friends, the, the one who makes the call, the one who makes this offer today is God in Jesus, our Creator and our Redeemer. And He knows by experience. He knows it because He lived here. He knows what are the weaknesses of humanity. He knows our wants. And he knows where lies the strength of our temptations. For he was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. This is the one who offers you and me the best trading offer. Now, you may say, Pastor Marius, what do I need to do? What do we need to do to make this happen? What do I need to do to receive rest? Jesus said, well, let me ask you. Did Jesus say, come to me and I will sell you rest? <laughs> no. The rest that Jesus is offering us is a free gift. If you read the Gospels... The books of the Bible that tells the story of Jesus as he lives on earth. When you read this gospel, when you read, read Jesus' life story, there is something that you will find. And this is what you'll find. In Jesus' ministry, when he was performing all those wonderful miracles, all, everything he did was for free. No charge. I want you to know that all that Jesus does for you and me today, it's free. It's free to you. All his services are offered free of charge. There is something we need to do because there is one thing Jesus will not do. And this, he, Jesus does not chase after us to push his gifts on us. See, this is the difference between your experience with trading transactions in the past and this one today. While Jesus knows that this is vital for us, He is respecting our freedom of choice. He is respecting your choice and my choice. He does not impose His offer on us. Jesus says, I have this transaction for you. I have rest for you. You heavy laden, but you need to come and pick it up. We have in this passage the one making the offer 
and the one receiving the offer. I'm trying to put this on the screen. Not sure. Oops, now it's coming. There we are. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We have here, you could say we have the offerer and the offeree. And each has to do something. There is an exchange in this trade-in offer. The offerer gives rest based on the condition that the offeree, the one receiving rest, comes to him. You and I cannot have the rest that Jesus is offering us if we don't come to him. My friends, we ought to come to Jesus. Today, Jesus invites us all, come, come to me and I will give you rest. What do you choose to do with his invitation? I'm going to summarize that invitation in the following minutes with a visual illustration. See, I'm going to take my coat off because I'm going to put my yoke on. Okay, I got here my yoke. Jesus says that we have our own yokes. See, I'm a... Oops. I think I have a problem with the cord here. Uh, I'm a common individual, just like all of us are. I'm married, I have a family, and just by living and being the head of the family, right, I learned that I carry a lot of responsibilities, worries and burdens. So, I have a hammer, doing house chores, I have a drill, and I have some cleaning supply. And Pam will help me with the burdens. She'll put them on my back. That's what it is in family, right? Do I have any uh, head of households watching? Do you agree with me? This? You got it on your back? Then I go to school. You might be a student. And look, I got, I got assignments. I got homeworks, I got projects, final exams, and so on, books, folders, laptop. I was going to put laptop in there, but I, you'll see why I'm not going to do it, because it could get damaged. Then I go to work, and most work, as you know, is not free of stress at all. That's the work right there. You know, you may work with your hands. Jesus was a car carpenter. I might need to put a Bible in there. Can I put a Bible? No? Oh, the Bible is in there. Yeah, that's my work. See, some people may work with wood. I work with my Bible. So we have everything in there. So family, work, school. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. Sometimes... I make poor choices, and I pick a 
bad habit or two. But sometimes people make mistakes, right? And they do wrong us. But I tell you, all these burdens are not as bad as the resentments I have against someone. And I've got here the resentments. I don't know if you can pick it up. This is a concrete block. Can you put it on my back? You know, this is heavy. You know, that's not, everything else is not as bad as my resentments. Resentments is the heaviest thing. I tell you what, I have somebody against some, something against someone who simply cannot see my point. You know, it bothers me, or it may bother you. And I pick up the burden of resentments, this concrete block. And I can hardly move, huh? Yes, you can see it, and you saw it is the heaviest burden. I want to tell you, resentments are the cause of many addictions, crimes, and deaths. But you know what? It's my burden. I can handle it. And all this time, Jesus keeps calling me. Come to me. Come to me. And you will find rest for your souls. Come to me. And I will give you rest. You know what? This is very heavy. I think I'm going to go to Jesus. And I go to Jesus right here on the platform. That's where Jesus is. Oh, this is a heavy burden, see? Oh. And I take everything out. I'm going to take, I'm going to leave my work worries to him. I'm going to leave my school worries to Jesus. I'm going to leave, yes, the, the worries that I have about my Bible studies, I'm going to leave them to Jesus. I'm going to leave my household chores to Jesus. Let me get things. Oh, yeah. More household chores right here. And more. But you know what? There is one that is heavy and it's hard to let go. I want to live. I want to let go of my resentments. But you know, it's hard. But Jesus says, come to me and pick up a burden. It's a foam roll. It's very light. I look at my burden, and I look at Jesus, and I say, look, I'm going to let go of my resentments. And I'm going to pick my light burden. I'm going to pick a new yoke from Jesus, a brand new yoke. And I'm going to have this light 
light burden. I'm going to put it on my back. It's so easy, I can carry it on one, my shoulder. Ah, that feels so much better. See, I left everything with Jesus. And he gave me a light yoke and a light burden. Now, it is your turn. As Tracy plays the music softly and tenderly, I want to give you an opportunity. And I want to ask you the question, what do you do? What do you choose to do with your burdens today? Jesus is calling us to come with Him without reservation. See, it's so easy to come with reservations, giving God only part of our lives. It is easy to invite God into our prayers, but not into our pleasures. It is easy to invite God into our worship, but not into our work. It is easy to go, to let go of all the keys to our life, but one. We say, please, Lord, let me keep the key to this one area of my life. But God says, no, it won't work. All the time, you'll be thinking, about that one area and so I would give me the key to every room in your life and I will flood every corner of your life with my peace and joy my friends Jesus wants to make your life easier today Jesus is offering you and me the best trading offer do you have any burdens? Do you have any resentments? Won't you let go of these burdens today? They are heavy for you. I know sooner or later will crush you physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Jesus says, come to me and you'll find rest for your souls. My friends, he is watching over you at this moment. Are you tempted? He will deliver. Are you weak? He will strengthen. Are you wounded? He will heal. Are you heavy laden? He will give you rest and peace. Just come to him as you are. I know I have not done this in the quarantine time yet, but my friend, Jesus is calling you today to come to Him as you are, and I want to make a call today. Wherever you're watching from, come up to Him. Come up in your living room. Come up in your bedroom. Or if you're watching from a hotel room, come up to Him. Wherever you are, Whatever your anxieties and trials, spread your case before the Lord. The weaker and more helpless you know yourself to be, 
the stronger you will become in his strength, the heavier your burdens, the more blessed the rest. Come to Jesus this morning. I want to offer a blessing on those who have come home, come to you this morning. Before we sing our last song of the day, I pray that you will bless these people that have come up, that have surrendered your, their life, their burdens, everything to you. I pray, Lord, that they will feel light, that they will feel that their burdens have been lifted, 
and now they can live a new life with you. Please bless each and every one. Please bless their life and help them, Lord, to not pick up those burdens again. Be with us as we continue to worship you in this last song. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.